Chapter One of He Can Who Thinks He Can. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. He Can Who Thinks He Can by Orison Sweat Marden. Chapter One He Can Who Thinks He Can. I promised my God I would do it. In September 1862, when Lincoln issued his preliminary emancipation proclamation, the sublimest act of the nineteenth century, he made this entry in his diary. I promised my God I would do it. Does anyone doubt that such a mighty resolution added power to this marvelous man, or that it nerved him to accomplish what he had undertaken? neither ridicule nor caricature neither dread of enemies nor desertion of friends could shake his indomitable faith in his ability to lead the nation through the greatest struggle in its history napoleon bismarck and all other great achievers had colossal faith in themselves it doubled trebled even quadrupled the ordinary power of these men in no other way can we account for the achievements of luther wesley or savonarola without this sublime faith this confidence in her mission how could the simple country maiden jean d'arc have led and controlled the french army this divine self-confidence multiplied her power a thousandfold until even the king obeyed her and she led his stalwart troops as if they were children after william pitt was dismissed from office he said to the duke of devonshire i'm sure i can save this country and that nobody else can for eleven weeks says bancroft england was without a minister at length the king and aristocracy recognized pitt's ascendancy and yielded to him the reins it was his unbounded confidence in his ability that compelled the recognition and led to the supremacy in england of benjamin disraeli the once despised jew he did not quail or lose heart when the hisses and jeers of the british parliament rang in his ears he sat down amid the jeering members saying you will yet hear me he felt within him the confidence of power that made him prime minister of england and turned sneers and hisses into admiration and applause much of president roosevelt's success has been due to his colossal self-confidence he believes in roosevelt as napoleon believed in napoleon there is nothing timid or half-hearted about our great president he goes at everything with gigantic assurance with that tremendous confidence which half wins the battle before he begins it's astonishing how the world makes way for a resolute soul and how obstacles get out of the path of a determined man who believes in himself there is no philosophy by which a man can do a thing when he thinks he can't what can defeat a strong man who believes in himself and cannot be ridiculed down talked down or written down poverty cannot dishearten him misfortune deter him or hardship turn him a hair's breadth from his course whatever comes he keeps his eye on the goal and pushes ahead what would you think of a young man ambitious to become a lawyer who should surround himself with a medical atmosphere and spend his time reading medical books do you think he would ever become a great lawyer by following such a course no he must put himself in a law atmosphere go where he can to absorb it and be steeped in it until he is attuned to the legal note he must be so grafted upon the legal tree that he can feel its sap circulating through him how long will it take a young man to become successful who puts himself in an atmosphere of failure and remains in it until he is soaked saturated with the idea how long will it take a man who depreciates himself 
talks failure thinks failure walks like a failure and dresses like a failure who is always complaining of the insurmountable difficulties in his way and whose every step is on the road to failure how long will it take him to arrive at the success goal will anyone believe him or expect him to win the majority of failures begin to deteriorate by doubting or depreciating themselves or by losing confidence in their own ability the moment you harbor doubt and begin to lose faith in yourself you capitulate to the enemy every time you acknowledge weakness inefficiency or lack of ability you weaken your self-confidence and that is to undermine the very foundation of all achievement so long as you carry around a failure atmosphere and radiate doubt and discouragement you will be a failure turn about face cut off all currents of failure thoughts of discouraged thoughts boldly face your goal with a stout heart and a determined endeavor and you will find that things will change for you but you must see a new world before you can live in it it is to what you see to what you believe to what you struggle incessantly to attain that you will approximate trust thyself every heart vibrates to that iron string i know people who have been hunting for months for a situation because they go into an office with a confession of weakness in their very manner they show their lack of self-confidence their prophecy of failure is in their face in their bearing they surrender before the battle begins they are living witnesses against themselves when you ask a man to give you a position and he reads this language in your face and manner please give me a position do not kick me out fate is against me i am an unlucky dog i am disheartened i have lost confidence in myself he will only have contempt for you he will say to himself that you are not a man to start with and he will get rid of you as soon as he can if you expect to get a position you must go into an office with the air of a conqueror you must fling out self-confidence from yourself before you can convince an employer that you are the man he's looking for you must show by your very presence that you are a man of force a man who can do things with vigor cheerfulness and enthusiasm self-reliance which carries great vigorous self-faith has ever been the best substitute for friends pedigree influence and money it is the best capital in the world it has mastered more obstacles overcome more difficulties and carried through more enterprises than any other human quality i have interviewed many timid people as to why they let opportunities pass by them that were eagerly seized by others with much less ability and the answer was invariably a confession like the following i have not the courage said one i lack confidence in myself said another i shrink from trying for fear i shall make a mistake and i shall have the mortification of being turned down said a third it would look so cheeky for me to have the nerve to put myself forward said a fourth oh i do not think it would be right to seek a place so far above me said another i think i ought to wait until the place seeks me or i am better prepared so they run through the whole gamut of self-distrust this shrinking this timidity or self-effacement often proves a worse enemy to success than actual incompetence take the lantern in hand and you will always have light enough for your next step no matter how dark for the light will move along with you do not try to see the long way ahead one step is enough for me 
a physical trainer in one of our girls colleges says that his first step is to establish the girls in self-confidence to lead them to think only of the ends to be attained and not of the means he shows them that the greater power lies behind the muscles in the mind and points to the fact so frequently demonstrated that a person in a supreme crisis as in a fire or other catastrophe can exert strength out of all proportion to his muscle he thus helps them get rid of fear and timidity the great handicaps to achievement i believe if we had a larger conception of our possibilities a larger faith in ourselves we could accomplish infinitely more and if we only better understood our divinity we would have this larger faith we are crippled by the old orthodox idea of man's inferiority there is no inferiority about the man that god made the only inferiority in us is what we put into ourselves what god made is perfect the trouble is that most of us are but a burlesque of the man god patterned and intended a harvard graduate who has been out of college a number of years writes that because of his lack of self-confidence he has never earned more than twelve dollars a week a graduate of princeton tells us that except for a brief period he has never been able to earn more than a dollar a day these men do not dare to assume responsibility their timidity and want of faith in themselves destroy their efficiency the great trouble with many of us is that we do not believe enough in ourselves we do not realize our power man was made to hold up his head and carry himself like a conqueror not like a slave as a success not as a failure to assert his god-given birthright self-depreciation is a crime if you would be superior you must hold the thought of superiority constantly in the mind a singularly modest man of so retiring a disposition that at one time he did not show half of his great ability whose shrinking nature and real talent for self-abasement had actually given him an inferior appearance told me one day how he had encountered this tendency toward self-depreciation among other things he said he had derived a great benefit from the practice he had formed of going about the streets especially where he was not known with an air of great importance as though imagining himself the mayor of the city the governor of the state or even president of the united states by merely looking as though he expected everybody to recognize that he must be a person of note he changed not only his appearance but also his convictions it raised him immeasurably in his own estimation it had a marked effect upon his whole character where once he walked through the streets shrinking from the gaze of others and dreading their scrutiny he now boldly invites even demands attention by his evident superiority for he has the appearance of one whom people would like to know in other words he has caught a glimpse of his divinity he really feels his superiority and his self-respecting manner reflects it be sure that your success will never rise higher than your confidence in yourself the greatest artist in the world could not paint the face of a madonna with a model of depravity in his mind you cannot succeed while doubting yourself or thinking thoughts of failure cling to success thoughts fill your mind with cheerful optimistic pictures pictures of achievement this will scatter the specters of doubt and fear and send a power through you which will transform you into an achiever no matter how poor or how hemmed in you may be stoutly deny the power of adversity or poverty to keep you down constantly assert your superiority to environment believe in yourself 
feel that you are to dominate your surroundings resolve that you will be the master and not the slave of circumstances this very assertion of superiority this assumption of power this affirmation of your ability to succeed the attitude that claims success is an inalienable birthright will strengthen the whole man and give great added power to the combination of faculties which doubt fear and lack of confidence undermine self-confidence marshals all one's faculties and twists their united strength into one mighty achievement cable it carries conviction it makes other people believe in us what has not been accomplished through its miraculous power what triumphs in invention in art and in discovery have been wrought through its magic what does not civilization owe to the invincible self-faith of its inventors its discoverers its railroad builders its mind developers and city builders it has won a thousand victories in science and in war which were deemed impossible by faint-hearted doubters the fact that you believe implicitly that you can do what may seem impossible or very difficult to others shows that there is something within you that has gotten a glimpse of power sufficient to do the thing many men who have achieved great things cannot account for their faith they cannot tell why they had the implicit confidence that they could do what they undertook but the result was evidence that something within them had gotten a glimpse of latent resourceful reserve power and possibilities which would warrant that faith and they have gone ahead often when they could not see a ray of light with implicit confidence that they would come out all right because this faith told them so it told them so because it had been in communication with something within them that was divine that which had passed the bounds of unlimited and entered the domain of the limitless when we begin to exercise the faculties of self-faith self-confidence we are stimulating and increasing the strength of the very faculties which enable us to do the thing we have set our hearts on the very exercise of faith helps us to do what we undertake because our greater concentration develops that portion of the brain which enables us to accomplish it men who have left their mark on the world have often been implicit followers of their faith when they could see no light and their faith has led them through the wilderness of doubt and hardship into the promised land our faith often tells us that we may proceed safely even in the dark when we see no light ahead faith is a divine leader which never misdirects us we must only be sure that it is faith and not merely egotism or selfish desire our faith puts us in touch with the infinite opens the way to unbound possibilities limitless power it is the truth of our being it is the one thing that we can be sure will not mislead us an unwavering belief in oneself destroys the greatest enemies of achievement fear doubt and vacillation it removes the thousand and one obstacles which impede the progress of the weak and irresolute faith in one's mission in the conviction that the creator has given us power to realize our life call as it is written in our blood and stamped on our brain cells is the secret of all power poverty and failure are self-invited the disasters people dread often come to them worry and anxiety enfeeble their force of mind and so blunt their creative and productive faculties that they are unable to exercise them properly fear of failure or lack of faith in one's ability is one of the most potent causes of failure many people of splendid powers have attained only mediocre success and some are total failures 
because they set bounds to their achievement, beyond which they did not allow themselves to think that they could pass. They put limitations to their ability. They cast stumbling blocks in their way by aiming only at mediocrity or predicting failure for themselves, taking their wares down instead of up, disparaging their business and belittling their powers. Thoughts are forces, and the constant affirmation of one's inherent right and power to succeed will change inhospitable conditions and unkind environments to favorable ones. If you resolve upon success with energy, you will very soon create a success atmosphere and things will come your way. You can make yourself a success magnet. If things would only change, you cry. What is it that changes things? Wishing or hustling, dreaming or working? Can you expect them to change while you merely sit down and wish them to change? How long would it take you to build a house sitting on the foundation and wishing that it would go up? Wishing does not amount to anything, unless it is backed by endeavor, determination, and grit. Webster's father was much chagrined and pained when Daniel refused a $1,500 clerkship in the Court of Common Pleas in New Hampshire, which he had worked hard to secure for him after he left college. Daniel, he said, don't you mean to take that office? No, indeed, father. I hope I can do much better than that. I mean to use my tongue in the courts, not my pen. I mean to be an actor, not a register of other men's acts. Sublime self-faith was characteristic of this giant's career. Every child should be taught to expect success, and to believe that he was born to achieve, as the acorn is destined to become an oak. It is cruel for parents and teachers to tell children that they are dull or stupid, or that they are not like others of their age. They should inspire them instead, with hope and confidence and belief in their success birthright. A child should be trained to expect great things, and should believe firmly in his God-given power to accomplish something worthwhile in the world. Without self-faith and an iron will, man is but the plaything of chance, a puppet of circumstances. With these he is a king, and it is in childhood the seeds must be sown that will make him a conqueror in life. If you want to reach nobility, you can never do it by holding the thought of inferiority, the thought that you are not as good as other people, that you are not as able, that you cannot do this, that you cannot do that. Kant philosophy never does anything but tear down. It never builds up. If you want to amount to anything in the world, you must hold up your head. Say to yourself continually, I am no beggar, I am no pauper, I am not a failure, I am a prince, I am a king. Success is my birthright, and nobody shall deprive me of it. A proper self-esteem is not a vulgar quality, it is a very sacred one. To esteem oneself justly is to get a glimpse of the infinite's plan in us. It is to get the perfect image which the Creator had in mind when He formed us the complete man or woman, not the dwarf pinched one, with lack of self-esteem or of self-confidence sees. When we get a glimpse of our immortal selves, we shall see possibilities of which we never before dreamed. A sense of wholeness, of power and self-confidence, will come into our lives which will transform them. When we rate ourselves properly, we shall be in tune with the infinite. Our faculties will be connected with an electric wire which carries unlimited power, and we shall no longer stumble in darkness, doubt, and weakness. We shall be invincible. End of chapter 1